Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, dreaming big, challenge, common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams with you today in the Wilmington Big Talker 106.75 studio. Many thanks to Joe Catanacci for producing. Uh, Kevin and I are the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization, as well as our nonprofit movement, The Life Center, and currently coming out of the gate strong, The Fearless Trading Company. That's right. This is the We Are Fearless broadcast. That is it, baby. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Well, happy, uh, happy day to you and... Uh, <laughs> just this it's been one of those weird dramatic mornings of scheduling and you know people needing this or that or uh, it's just uh <laughs> but sometimes it works out you know the the rush turns into uh, uh, I kind of lost my game plan yeah this morning so uh anyway that's all good I mean you know we we are we've said this last week I mean we're getting to a, a place and it's a good place but it's something to let our listeners and viewers know I mean you know, we've got a lot going on, and it's just uh, us yeah. <laughs> and your wife, who is gracious enough to help right. um, with uh, with a lot of the admin back office stuff. But it's just us, and and now is a season where we've got so much going on. We're turning around to look to the people who've been watching the show, who've been listening, and say, "Hey, right, get plugged in, get involved." Like, yes. if we were a church, we would have told you by now to go serve in the children's <laughs> area, or we would have told you to go greet at the door. We're not telling you to do that. We're not forcing you to do something you don't want to do. No, no. No. But we're saying, man, the door is open. Like, come well, get, I, get them I out. I think we're saying, look, we're cleaning the bathrooms, and <clears throat> would you, you know, would you bring in the cleaning fluid and uh, yeah, go get some supplies, and we'll clean the bathroom. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's from the bottom up. But uh, <clears throat> pardon my hoarseness. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. We we uh, should have a good uh, good time today talking about some things that we started with last week. And, uh, it, you know, it's really simple stuff, uh, but it's the idea of foolishness. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the big things that uh, God's been uh, really impressing upon my heart for, for I would say, this year is uh, this idea of uh, what you fear is what you worship. Mm-hmm. And so we want to tie that in because people need to hear that over and over and over again because it's simply the truth. And uh, I was reminded by somebody the other day, it might have been Jenny uh, Meyer, but uh, I think it was her. But I think it's 365 times that Scripture says, do not fear. I knew it was some number like that, but uh, or do not be afraid or references that. So God is really big into not fearing. And I think the big thing is people don't recognize where they have fear, and it gets behind our periphery. Yeah. So... It's not the show's not about that, although it ties in with we are fearless, right? Right. But it is uh, it, it is about doing things that are foolish uh, in man's eyes uh, to please God and uh, being able to be uh, fearless in that. Well, to me, it reminds me of a show we did a while back, which is probably one of my favorite shows. Um, I actually was watching a clip from it the other day. Uh, it's called Accidental Hypocrisy. And, you know, it was this idea that there's many Christians and people who profess Jesus um, who are living hypocritically, yet they're unaware of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're setting out to be a hypocrite, right, right. Um, to, to do as I say and not as I do, but it's just it, these subtle lines and these, these yeah. battle lines where the enemy has weaponized our mindset to be, oh, well, I'm just going to go along to get along. 
you know, and they, yeah. they think that they're participating in something that is God right. when it's actually not, and so right. it's accidental hypocrisy. And so we have a mass of, of quote-unquote Christian people who are not being led by the Spirit, who do not know the Word of God, mm-hmm. who do not bring that. They, they know, oh, it says it 365 times in the Bible, but yet they don't know what it means to live that way. Yeah, well, that's right. So so I wanted to read, you know, I, <laughs> I bring my book about every fourth show or so, and I never, sometimes I get to it, sometimes I don't, but uh, Holly was looking for something in here the other day, and, uh, you know, she starts reading it and uh, doing the Holly thing, just weeping and uh, in a good way. But uh, anyway, she reminded me about something, and I wanted to pick it back up. I had it here last week, but the title today is, is God is a Brilliant Strategist. Mm. So he's got it figured out, right? <laughs> Just really grab hold of that. It, it, it sounds like a, a platitude almost, but it's just the truth. So if you really think about that, uh, and then going back to last week's show, uh, you know, there's two kinds of fools. Well, <clears throat> so if God has it figured out, the greatest thing we can do, rather than trying to follow uh, this uh, man's way, which I've got listed, uh, is to follow him. And that means becoming a fool to those guys uh, because it, it's what pleases him. And uh, I would argue this, Jesus, as a man, was a fool for his father. Mm. So if you want to imitate Jesus, you've got to become a fool for your heavenly father in the same way he did. So, you know, connect those dots. But anyway, um, and, and jump in. I don't want to yeah. hog the air time here. But I did want to read this because this really kind of sets the tone. Um, I may read a few other things, but this is really important. So this is, this is the, the title, the subtitle. This is in uh, page 216. It says, God does everything brilliantly. And uh, all right, so the reward of walking completely by faith is what Christians long for, but so many are unwilling to risk everything for because it forces us to dethrone good things such as our marriage, children, identity, and career and replace them with Jesus as the true king. The stakes are just too high, and the outward difference is subtle enough to rationalize. So we go on striving for God's affection and missing his intention, his desire, to fully express himself through each one of us while we're here. Um, that's enough for now. Mm. So, so that really speaks to the idea that what we've got to learn is is not what it means to be uh, Christian-y. What we have to learn what it means to be all in for God, to become a conduit, to become an extension uh, of his will, to become uh, a vessel that he works through. Mm. And it's life-changing. And I know the people that we've been around and worked with and really helped um, very many of them have grown, and it's helped their marriages, it's helped their lives in very, a variety of ways. But the key thing underneath all of it is getting this new perspective, being a son or daughter, living from there into here while you're here. So, so all of that means uh, when, when the pressure is on outside, uh, you know, what we're seeing around us, and we need to talk about this a little bit, we have to uh, understand that this is our best opportunity, our best playing field to be who we are. Mm. It's not the worst time. It's the best time. 
And uh, so, so we want to talk about that in terms of what it means to become a fool. What is the character of a fool? Uh, you know, kind of launching off last week. So that's a, that's a mouthful, but hopefully that sets the tone. You know, as you're as you're sharing that, Kevin, it thinks about before before you came in today. Joe and I were sitting there talking, and and he said, and, and we've said this on our show as well, that if you look at the mass, the population, right, you got the eighty percent in the middle, the ten percent right. who are pure evil, and the ten percent who are who are all in. Right. And it's that eighty percent of people in the middle, and yeah. the, the the reality that we see is is that for so many people, concepts like this, right, mm-hmm. becoming a fool for God, right. right, they would rather keep their head buried in the sand, stay a part of a routine, just go to church, just make casseroles, just work hard, save your retirement for retirement. But what's happening in the world around us is the atmosphere is shaking so much that it's, it's, you're unable to go on with the the way things were. So you either conform to the patterns of the world, which is what everybody is saying, Mm -hmm. or you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I would challenge any and every listener that you are either conforming to worldly patterns Mm -hmm. or transforming by the renewing of your mind as it aligns with the Spirit of God. That's right. And, and, and you know, it's, it's easy to say and quote Scripture, but th- this is life. Uh, and w- I, w- I want to get into that a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Word is, is a huge, huge piece of this. And people, uh, unless you've spent time devouring it, uh, quality over quantity, uh, you, if you don't know what's in there, you can't thrive in this time. Mm. And uh, that's just the truth. What you can do is get behind those who have been in it uh, and learn. But uh, the greatest tool is right in front of you. And if you don't jump in, um, mm. you're, you're wasting your greatest opportunity. It's not a job. It's not a career. It's not, you know, the things I just read. It's not your identity even or your spouse or your children. It's God. It's uh, Christ. It's live him living out through us. That has to, and that requires the Word. doesn't mean you have to know everything in there. It means you have to be hungry and go after it. God will do the heavy lifting. So, you know, coming back to the idea that he's got it figured out. He's the brilliant strategist here. We don't have to. What we need to do is the opposite. We have to learn how to stand on our head to see right side up because it's an upside-down kingdom. And, uh, you know, we've been using that mantra or that entry uh, line in our show for ever since we've had a show, mm. which has been years now. So it truly is an upside-down kingdom. And when you can learn to turn it upside down, to stand on your head, you can start seeing it. That's where wisdom and understanding make the difference. Mm. So it's a big deal. Um, it's not just a bunch of platitudes and preaching points and all that. It's you know, we, We're living it out, um, and we're going to stay focused. We have days where we get rattled and... Uh, struggle, you know, it's heavy to carry around stuff, but but we aren't moving, we aren't being shaken, we're still on the tree, kind of thing. So, so it, it reminds me of a conversation with uh, with one of my sons last night for for his purposes. I have three, so he knows who it is, and nobody else does. But he was asking me. He said, "You know, Dad, what with with all that's going on in the world right now." He said, "Why why if God can heal and fix and do whatever, like why would He not step in, right, mm-hmm. and and do something?" about what we see. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is this is a, a young kid, nine, right. ten years old. 
And, and he, th- those are the questions he's asking. And I think that those are the sentiments of a lot of grown-up people right. Right, who don't understand. Still on milk. Exactly. Yes. The depths of God. When you, and so I, I basically said to him what we say in, in yeah. our first book. I said, buddy, who's smarter, you or God? <laughs> and, right. and he said, God is. I said, who's more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And God is. And I said, so do you want to trust the way you see the world? Or do you want to yield and learn to understand the way God sees the world? Yeah, and I could right. tell he didn't want to go there. He was fighting it, but he understood <laughs> right. from that kind of like logical breakdown. Yes, and so you know we have to realize as grown-up believers who haven't gotten to this point maybe mm-hmm. that it's not our responsibility to dictate to God the way things are. That's right. It's our responsibility to yield and let Him show us the way things are. Right, and that is ultimately faith. Yeah, well, and that's a great example. Uh, you know, when you are uh, a child and you have uh, you, you have a childlike heart, uh, that's good. It's those are good questions to ask. We're not saying don't ask them. We're saying don't stop there. Mm, don't Dig get stuck in. on them. Yeah, yeah. Be curious because uh, you, <laughs> I know your your son and sons and daughters will not stop there. They will grow and grow and grow. And uh, I know that because I can see my own grown up. They're still kids to me, but. Uh, but their lives are just being transformed daily, and God's just doing so many great things. So that's your kid's future and anyone who's all in. But, uh, no, that's a great example. Uh, put my specs on here. So, you know, let's look at sort of two sides of this coin. Um, you know, what you fear is what you worship. That's such a powerful, uh, very convicting idea uh, that – you, you know, you have to stop and camp out on that. So what do we see around us? We see absolute fear in everything that's going on. Uh, so you can't look at things rationally. All you can do if you're on the other side is just uh, push that fear off onto the, the next person. You know, I think uh, maybe you said it the other day or something about fear being contagious. Uh, you know what? What did we? Everything's contagious, <laughs> right? It right? is mob rules, man. You know, <laughs> but um, but it is it, it it. And so, unless you have a heart that is filled up with the Spirit of God and full of joy, that's your your remedy. Your remedy isn't to try to argue it logically; it's to understand. So, so here's a couple of thoughts uh, down that path. So let, let's look at the wisdom of the world for a second. Uh, what the world teaches us. Now, we're calling the world, let's call it deep state. Let's call it Lord Fauci and his crew and all these <laughs> idiots. And they're all idiots. And anyone who's been put in office, uh, installed, including our governor, which I like to say that. If you don't like it, don't listen. But God's going to take care of all this stuff, all right? So we're hopeful. We're excited about it because we're, we are seeing the termites uh, – inside the walls before the house falls. And thank you, Lord, for that, right? But whatever the case, to to get back to this, uh, this is the way these people look at things. They use fear, and then they uh, impress that as their excuse. Now, they're getting so radical now that they don't care anymore. They're just pressing it. I mean, you, you, you can see it everywhere. Uh, Australia is obvious, and I've been talking about that for weeks, uh, and, and so so have many others. <clears throat> but uh, the, these people 
put this on the 80%. And so many of them follow this. So this is where you end up. Uh, fear, their wisdom fears everything but the Lord. Mm. Now, that's amazing to me because there's only one thing to fear, right? Well, to, to that point, I just want to add something to that. Uh-huh. It, it, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs, right? So, so therefore, what we're saying is, right. is that the, the world's wisdom begins with the fear of everything else. Right. When have you heard mainstream media, anywhere, 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 or any right. of these folks in office, discuss, promote, or talk about the reverent fear of God? Never. Well, you're right. That's right. Again... <laughs> but what well, I, I have some 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 clever words for these people, but I won't say it on the air. Uh, but anyway, you're right. I mean, that's it. That's the point. But but anyway, to kind of tie it together. So so one side fears everything but the Lord, the other side fears nothing but the Lord. Mm. Right. So that's that's what we're saying. We aren't saying, you, you know, we don't have a, a moment about our kids here and there or things. But we're saying, look, we get up every day and, and we live fearlessly. Um, it's not a hat trick. It's not uh, depressing, you know, thoughts. It's not positive thinking. It is a lifestyle where you learn how to let go. It's not about loss. It's about letting go, not letting anything sit on the throne of your heart, including your income and your resources and your material goods, which that seems to be the big thing for most people. Yep. And I'm frankly sick of it. Uh, but, but I've been at this a while, and uh, you've been at it a while now. So anyway, uh, so, so these are, this is the dividing line. Uh, fears everything but the Lord on one side. Uh, fears nothing but the Lord on the other. Again, these are the two fools, right? So a couple other ones. Uh, the world says, teaches us, you must become well-rounded uh, in hyper-focusing on your weakness so that you can improve it. And that is a load of crap, and that's not the way God designed us. So what we focus on, what God teaches us to focus on, is to live uh, from and for your strengths. Stop focusing on your weaknesses and your failures and your regrets. Let go of that. Move toward your strengths. So there, again, is the dividing line. Mm -hmm. You start seeing these things other than just, you know, idiots sitting there watching CNN all day. Uh, you, <laughs> that's the, uh, you know, that's the silly version of it. And it, it is true, right? But hopefully most people are seeing not to trust that crap anymore yeah. or any of it. But these are the deeper things that people will say, oh, I don't watch the news, but they still do this. Yeah, so that's, sure. that's what I'm after. And again, my point earlier was to tie it back to biblical truth. If you say you're, you're right. a Christian, it's, it's in point. the Bible. Why would you follow people who yeah. do not promote the fear of God? Yeah. Period. No, no, end I, of story. <laughs> that's right. Well, And I appreciate it. I, I just get ADD. I lose my thought here. <laughs> so don't, don't think too much. I appreciate what you're saying. Um, so so one, here's another one. Uh, the, the, this type of person focuses on how. Everything's about how. Uh, and that goes right back to your own will and humanism. Go ahead, you got a thought. Well, that's the point of, of the whole thing with the virus and blah, blah, blah. It's how can we control it? Do this, do this, right. do this, do this. And I, I feel like there's this mockery. If if the germ could laugh, it would be like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't. Like, what are you? Y'all right. are so arrogant to think that you yeah. can control this. That's right. And that's your how is promoting control, yeah. and you're not in control. Right. That's right. <laughs> So the other side focuses on why. 
And you can feel the difference. Why is all about right here, right here. And, and for those who can't see me, I, am, I have my hand on my, my center, on my spirit and my heart, the core, the thing where God works and speaks into my life. And, and all of us, if, we, if we're willing, that's where why is, and you can feel it. And that's where conviction comes from. You know, it's not just about courage. Remember, we've talked about it. Courage is a good thing, but conviction is the deep thing. Courage follows conviction. So you must find why. You must mm. go for why. You must follow why. Or why not? You know, sometimes that works equally well. But, but that's a whole different thing than how, how, how. And uh, I think, we, you know, we, we had our first fearless meeting the other day, and it, it, it actually went really well. Yeah. Uh, we've got some some good team team members in there, and uh, they're gonna uh, be great assets together. It's like a little family. Mm -hmm. uh, it represents uh, different age groups, and you know all that. So, but uh, I was so concerned that we were gonna keep running into, you know, mud at the wall, and how this and how that. And we had a little bit of that, which is okay. But but we that is not how we do things. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a good example, but I could just see that with a bunch of, you know, nimrods <laughs> that we don't know, and yeah. you know, people. Well, you can't do this, and that won't work, and you can't. And how's that gonna? It's like there's no spirit in that. It's just you know, let's gig the tires with the knife over and over again, and just let's just all go home, and quit. And oh yeah, let's take our four medications that like fifty percent of Americans are on, and get over it. Uh, but. Getting back to this, um, okay, another one is this side, this is the world, the world's wisdom, right? Uh, they live by sight. Um, and uh, what we might call scientism. Scientism. Yeah, it's because it isn't science. There's no empirical. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it, I mean, I, I know there's so many rabbit trails, but there's, there's no isolation. There, who, what virus? You know, what are we talking about? So more and more and more, we just see more and more. I mean, pretty soon people are going to recognize these these injections, which they're never going to end. And then there's going to be a pill. These things have stainless steel in them. Uh, it, it's insane. But if you just keep trusting that, you're going to keep having to trust it and do it more until you're until you're frankly dead and gone. So, and that's the goal, right? That's the enemy's goal to kill. Steal and destroy. destroy. You see it on the world stage, but they live by sight, and so so the the good people are walking by sight and not by faith. faith. That's I mean that's not a, a suggestion. God's telling us this is a way of life, and I want to connect it, you know, to something else in a few minutes. But but anyway, what we look at is, uh, you know, how do, we our job is to outgrow the bad news. We outgrow it. We, uh, we tell people, get your hopes up. You know, if you start going down that path, um, that's not from God. You worry, stress, all that stuff's not from God. So mm -hmm. we, we're okay to say, well, I'm not afraid of a bear in, in the woods, but, uh, but we'll, be, we'll sit around and be afraid, uh, you know, that our business is going to fail or, oh, no, how am I going to pay my bills in a month? Yeah. When you have breath in your lungs right now that God gave you as an investment, why in the world would he not put food in your belly? If you can't take that step, you're in trouble. You know, all, all of this, I just had a picture of, uh, of King David, which we've talked about a number of times before, but in this thing, sight, scientism, right, versus the unseen and victory. 
you know, if you really, if you really allow yeah, yourself, it's a cult. if you really allow yourself, which to the cult point, I, I promise you, if, if people like, there's so many people who get mad at quote unquote Christians by knocking door to door and you know evangelizing Jesus, but they right. have no problem evangelizing medicine. Exactly, it's like medicine is your Jesus. You don't realize it. Yeah. You hate Christians for evangelizing Jesus, right. but you're evangelizing all this stuff. Yeah, that's hypocrisy. Right, it is it, hypocrisy. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It is true. <laughs> but I want to say this about King David. Yeah, so back to King David. When King David came to the battle line, mm -hmm. everybody was focusing on the giant. That's right. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, the giant is so big. Yeah. It is the government. It is the media. Right. It is social media. It is CNN. It is Facebook. You see that little troll Fauci cheering <laughs> them on. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. And so, so, but that's what they see. And David just goes, wait a second. Who is this that defiles the armies of the living God? Yeah. And so that's what we're saying is we have to have a people to say, no, 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 you're not fearing God. You're not with us. We stand against that. That's right. This doesn't mean, hey, we, 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 we're going to bake you cakes and, oh, well, one of these days, you know what I mean? Why don't you come over? No, we're going. Yeah. And we're going at the enemy like David did. Yeah. And he said, we've had victory in the past. It's either death or victory. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's why, that's why you need to know these people in Scripture. These are our heritage. We are standing on their shoulders. This is our time. You know, we're not writing more scripture, but we are standing on that thing and, and going up another layer, another level. So, uh, but David, the key there is David had conviction. And these people were just trying to muster courage and they couldn't do it. <laughs> Big difference conviction, purpose. Man, you got to know that. You can only get that from one place, not a self help book. All right, so so anyway, these are sort of the the uh, the, the ideas, and, and and hopefully, uh, you know, you can look back on that and, and go, wait a minute, and just double check some areas that might be affecting you. It doesn't mean you can't grow from it. It means double check so that you can be free mm -hmm. and begin that conviction process. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, it, it's real easy to see a house and think it's beautiful, and that thing is eaten up with termites, mm -hmm. and uh, but. Wisdom and understanding helps you understand and know, uh, man, that is a mess waiting to happen. You can just discern it, feel it. You, you, God shows you a different angle on it. People that don't, they don't have that that are just throwing masks around. Still, I mean, still, <laughs> we'll give the first crew a, a, a pass because it was, you know, it was a little scary for people. Um, but now, you know. I just had a. I don't want to. I had a commercial uh, pop into my brain. You know how State Farm has the discount double check. Yeah, we're gonna. I think so. it, yeah, it was a discount double check. It's like State Farm's motto or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, we're gonna have a deep yeah, state, a deep state double check. Yeah, that's good. Do 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 they fear everything but God? Do they promote and hyper focus on weakness and well roundedness? Mm -hmm. Do they focus on how? And yeah. do they focus on what is seen? Deep state double check. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Sorry, man. Uh, oh, um, man. Joe, what we got? A couple minutes before we break? Yeah, a couple-ish. Uh, Kevin, any final thoughts before we go to go to mid-break here? Uh, yeah, so what we're trying to do is just just remember this. Uh, you've got two kinds of fools. We talked about this last week. Now, I'm going to define this real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll dig in deeper. There's two kinds of fools. This is scriptural. One who says or lives as if there is no God. And man, do we see that. People, Christians following the people who say there is no God. That is a bad, bad type of foolishness. 
The other is one who lives as if there is nothing worthwhile outside of God. Hmm. That's your dividing line. That's the dividing line we're laying out here. God's a brilliant strategist, not the deep state. <laughs> He's Amen. about to undo the whole thing. So uh, get excited. Get your hopes up. Amen. Uh, friends, we're going to take a short break, recognize the corporate partners. We'll be back for more of Wake Up Our Faith right after this. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in, listening to this week's broadcast of Wake Up Our Faith. We want to make sure we recognize and thank our corporate partners for being a part of this with us. These folks do excellent and amazing work here locally. We encourage you to go check them out. Freeman Landscaping is Eastern North Carolina's uh, largest family-owned landscaping and irrigation firm. 910-796-1166 for all of your residential and commercial landscaping and irrigation needs. Our good friend Christopher Riley at Cap Trust Wilmington. They are in the business of enriching the lives of clients and families through sound financial advice. They offer integrity and a commitment to serve based on um, excellence. Christopher Riley and the team at Cap Trust Wilmington, 910-256-8882. Also, the Rising Tide Real Estate Team. This is the full-service real estate team representing both buyers and sellers out of the Intracoastal Realty Office. If you have any needs in regards to uh, your selling a home or buying a home or looking to relocate to the area, the Rising Tide Real Estate Team is a great place to start, 910-620-7177. Also, Century 21 Swarrier & Associates, which is the Carolina's largest, most successful tw uh, Century 21 agency, more than 30 years in the business here. Uh, they are wonderful in training folks who are looking to get into the real estate business, uh, maybe have never been in that business before. Century 21 Swarrier & Associates, 910-256-0021. Also, our good friend Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. More than 25 years experience in the mortgage business. If you're buying or refinancing a home, make sure to reach out to Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate uh, Mortgage. Also, too, our good friend uh, TJ Dunn at Sheely Insurance. If you're buying a home or if time to revisit your home and auto needs, make sure to give TJ Dunn with Sheely Insurance a call. Sheely Insurance is an independent agency, which means TJ can shop a number of different companies to get the best coverage at the best price. There is no charge at all to review your policies, so gather them up. Give TJ a call, 910-408-0300. Many thanks to Sheely uh, Insurance. Also, Dr. Greg Veeman at Seacoast Skin Surgery. Dr. V is one of the premier skin surgeons in our area, also has a wonderful ministry, everlastingstrength.org online. Be sure to check him out. The Simmerman family and PT Services of Wilmington. You can find them online, ptservicesofwilmington.com. Multiple locations to serve the Wilmington area, 910-763-8286 for all of your physical therapy needs. Dr. Chad Biggerstaff and his team at Blue Wave Dentistry. You can reach out info at bluewavedentistry.com or give them a call, 910-383-2615, located at the entrance to Brunswick Forest, comprehensive personal dental care. These are our corporate partners. We appreciate them making Wake Up Our Faith possible. Now, back to the show.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt and Kevin in studio today rolling through uh, this week's broadcast. We want to recognize a couple of friends of our show. These are folks who uh, support what we do. We support them. Um, we just want to mention them briefly. One of them is Beach Blooms Florists, located on Carolina Beach. They've got flowers, uh, candy arrangements. Uh, the Taylors are wonderful friends of ours, great folks. Uh, make sure if you have any floral arrangements or gift idea needs, Beach Blooms Florists, 910-707-0633. And also our good friend Ryan Daly with R8D Designs. Ryan does all of our graphic design work. He's been a huge help in bringing the Fearless brand off the ground, which I am uh, proudly promoting one of our initial t-shirts today. You'll see these on me pretty much everywhere I go. And uh, we're, th we're grateful to Ryan for uh, uh, R8D Designs, Ryan Daly. Um, so Kev, man, um, today we're jumping back in talking about, oh, you got, you got one. Hold, yeah. that, hold that up yeah, so yeah. people can see it. That are so, so this is, for those who are watching uh, on, on the web, on our streaming on YouTube or Rumble, BitChute, uh, Facebook as well. Uh, so we got this blue. This is a, a, a lightweight tri-blend. And then um, the white, uh, you know, fearless here. But what do you want to say about it, Kev? Yeah, I just wanted to say we're, we're just we've done a few just to, you know, play around with the the look and feel, and um, and we're just getting it out there. So big things to come. So. Yeah, it's exciting. We're gonna have um, a way for you to grab uh, your fearless shirt, uh, help support the work we're doing through our nonprofit. There's gonna be a yeah. partnership there. Right. Uh, we're a couple weeks out from having our first coffee. Uh, subscriptions that are ready to fly. Uh -huh. So there'll be more coming on next week's show um, because we're going to be on our time frame to better um, express <laughs> all of that. But in the yeah. interim, if you want to go to our website, uprint.life, mm -hmm. there's a tab up top that says Fearless. You can enter your information, mm -hmm. get on a mailing list, and, and kind of that pre-order list to be the first to know about it uh, when it does go live. So super pumped, man. we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, amen. All right. Well, uh, so, you know, we're looking at the idea that uh, if you believe that God is a brilliant strategist, then all you, your only job is to become a fool for him. And that's uh, what Jesus on earth did and demonstrated for us. And, uh, you know, we, we used scripture last week to back that up from, you know, Paul's hand and mind, but the Spirit of God inspired about the foolish things. And, uh, these are good things because it's the world that calls us fools. So <clears throat> just tying back into that and, and to carry out, you know, another layer of this thing, um, we, what we have to do is, is slow down a little bit and really, really double-check the character. Um, and I would say the character of, a, of the good fool, if you will. Mm. And that, uh, I want to read this a little bit. A little bit more of this. Uh, I won't read all of it, but it's it's really important to get a hold of this um, because it, it's just uh, it, it's just part of something that came out of my heart years ago, having lived this out. But think about this. Now we have some really good people around us. I mean, they are these people, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And, and I can say you are that people to me, and then outward, you know, our friends and, and blood bought family. But this is really, really important. So please, please hear me, hear me out, hear my heart, and hear this. Um, <clears throat> this is a uh, uh, journal entry twenty six. Uh, it's it's connected to the thing I read earlier. It's it, on page two seventeen of my book. Uh, the willingness to believe in foolish things um, in an upside down kingdom, which we talked about. In an upside down kingdom, it's the foolish things, not the practical that glorify the king. Uh, we know who the king is. He did this before us. 
Now we must do that. Okay, so listen to this. When the fool has a need, the good fool has a need, he meets the need of another. That's not the world, right? When his hands are empty, he offers his hands instead. When his storehouse overflows, he remembers that life is a vapor and counts giving a much greater privilege than making his future a little safer. When he is maligned, he is kind. And when he is about to faint from depression, he offers high praise to the Lord and for others he makes petition. When he's counted by men as foolish in faith, lazy when things look tough, and lucky when things seem great, he rejoices, gives thanks, and reflects on these one-time foolish things. And I go on to describe this stuff in Scripture that, you know, you've heard it a bunch, but and, and you've read it yourself in Scripture. But it's just rife. It's chock full of these types of things. But Noah, Sarah, all the way down, these people did this type right. of thing. They went against what they saw in logic, humanism, and they did the opposite. So when I didn't have anything, I just had to give myself. And that's God. That's, that's God's character. But you have to get to that place. You don't have to be driven into the ground. You have to let go and let your heart be filled up with that. That frees everything up. And that allows people's value to take place. But the, doesn't that sound opposite? It sounds foolish to yeah. the world. You know, it's like these people saying, well, it's not about your freedom now. It's about all our health. And, and it's absolutely absurd. And you can't see it if you're living in this murk or, or uh, uh, muck, uh, a murkiness of fear, yeah. a haze of it. it it's, it's cloaking the entire world, except the light, except those who are standing up saying they won't do it. But, but this is their character. In our fearless meeting, these people have that character, mm-hmm. and and outside, and, and you know, some really close folks to us. So I just wanted to point that out and go slow. Well, it's 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 <clears throat> you have to be willing to take that and let it all the way into your heart, yeah. and let it sit. And I was I was talking to some some guys, some brothers of mine that I care deeply about, and and I said, you know what. It, you know, God doesn't ask us, like we've said, to become the kid on the poster, to just give everything we have and, you know, just for the sake of doing it. for Because it can come from the wrong place, absolutely. Right. But I'll tell you what, to mm-hmm. make sure that your heart is not attached to money, yeah, go ahead and press the button. Yeah. Go That's ahead right. and press the button. That's right. You know what I mean? If it hurts a little bit, if it stings a little bit, you know, not that you're putting God to the test, but be willing to press the button to see if you're capable. And, and that's one of the things that I, that I know from my experience of, of feeling compelled to leave, you know, my career in insurance or whatnot. There was a lot of that. Certainly God felt called me to do it. But there was mm-hmm. a lot of that that I needed to push that button uh-huh. to liberate myself from the idea, I wonder if I could, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and that was the birthplace of, like, massive amounts of growth and depth and, you know, and it's been a process. But, again, I would just challenge someone to, if you feel that stirring and that thing, press the button. Yeah, that's right. And remember, we're talking about Jesus here. Um, <clears throat> and I left out a lot because it takes up so much time, but I'm going to read the tail end of this thing now and just just let's sew it up with this. Uh, 
uh, <clears throat> I went through, you know, what God has done for us, all of us. And if you know scripture, it, it's, it'll, it'll lift you up. You'll go, wow, I forgot about that and that and that and the other, you know, exponential things. But you come to this point where it says, um, uh, if the prospect of living entirely by faith in the one crucified entirely for us is academically risky and practical and even foolish, then our fork in the road is clear. To one side, these bold men and women of Scripture are like wonderful cartoon characters we quote on occasion for practical wisdom. To the other, they are real people with blood and gut testimonies that have become the victories of our inheritance. To one side, we see a Savior pointing to our bootstrap who is willing to help if we're willing to grab them first. To the other, we see that only uh, momentary affliction is able to burn away such a Christian-centered veneer. To one side, we see that practical wisdom aims to make life safe by storing up treasure for later and avoiding risky mistakes. To the other, we see that wise decisions are not even possible when made by the spirit of fear. To one side, we see the more sensible answers from the minds of men. To the other, we see the truth as it rings sincere through the veil of Christian ease. Only when God becomes all that we want do we truly see that he is all we need. So there's your fork in the road, and that's what this show's about today. You're going to be a fool for God or a fool for men, and we see it on the world stage uh, extravagantly. Mm. Huge. So, Kev, when you read your book, when you go back and look at all that, know when you wrote it and all that was tied into it, you know, um, just what's your perspective on that? Like, I just, I got a weird picture. I mean, not weird, but good. Like, it's just a powerful picture of you reading this book now, this many years later, on the back end. And, and it's almost like it was, God gave it to you as the roadmap, you know what I mean, that you spelled out for the, all that was to come. Well, th this book, you know, I've said it before. I believe it's one of the greatest books written on faith. And and I'm not saying that. You know me well enough to know that's not where I'm coming from. But there's so much depth there, and you can't you can't get it in one reading. My heart was to, I just my prayer was, Lord, just pour out teaching. But what He made me do was tell a story, my own, not other people's, my own, and I had to live it. And this was going on while I was living it. So it's coming from a place of being ripped apart, blood and guts, uh, and you know it, it's, it was a journey. But but what came from that is is honesty, earnest, uh, integrity, lived out faith, and I don't see this in other places in the Christianese world. Mm -hmm. I see other people like that, especially people growing into that. But that's what is required now. So. You know, it would be disingenuous for me to say, yeah, it's just, a, you know, just like everybody else just wrote a book, whatever. This, to me, is something God did through me, and it is a masterpiece because it's so challenging. You cannot walk away from it. So when I read it now, I just think, gosh, did I write that? Mm. Wow, Lord, thank you, you know, that I got to participate. But I think it was something he inspired. It ain't scripture, well, that, but it points to scripture. Well, that's kind of my thing. Is like having been your brother and walked with life through you. Like I still have a hard time connecting that reality that you wrote that book. Like <laughs> although you did, you know, yeah. and, and it's when you read it, I, I know it's you. I can feel you and sense you in it. But it's also too. It has this 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 power because the spirit is in it so deeply. You yeah. know, where it that's transcends right. time. And and again, it's yeah. wild because it's like. 
that's the playbook for what we're walking through right now. It is. It really is. And that's where it's like the Lord gave this to you and brought this to earth through you ahead of time for us to be able to hold fast to in the season. So it was just a neat picture yeah. that I had. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it's an honor. You know, look, I, I won't go on and on, but if you haven't read it, we'll send you one. Just read it. Let it challenge you. It's It's for now. But this is where I dedicated it, and I feel this. It says, thank you, Father, for teaching me to rest in your arms like a happy child and to write this by faith when doing so appeared to be the whim of a fool. This book belongs to you. May it be well-received as living proof of your boundless love and generosity towards your children, and may it leave a lasting impression on all who decide to read it that you really are good, that good, always better than any of us can imagine. So it is dedicated to our Father. So that makes it our book, you know, but uh, it's something I got to do. We all got stuff to do, and it's all equally powerful if you'll just step into it. Mm. That's the message of being the right kind of fool. Um, So anyway, (laughs) uh, going back through this, one thing I did want to get into is, you know, this idea of where is Jesus? Who is he? What is he to us? Not the Savior. Uh, We know that. Right, that's excellent and beautiful, and thank you, Lord. But the man of God. So I want to talk about that for a few minutes, if we have it. I don't know how many. Yeah, yeah. Have. I think we got about ten minutes. Okay. So, but but the idea is, uh, you know, we need to understand um, how to navigate a different way. So what we're calling foolishness um, is really allowing God to purge the things in your past and in your life, but then getting on with your future and understanding that you have to move toward that. And uh, you don't have to haul, but you do have to take baby steps in the right direction. So, you know, that, uh, you know, it's filled with anecdotal ideas. I I just want want to create a a theme here, Um, but we have to raise our expectations of God. That allows us to outgrow the bad news um, and to understand his strategy and focus on it, and, and then to live beyond and without regret. Um, are there things in my life that I could have done differently? Of course. But I don't have any regrets because his word redeems everything. All things work together, you know, and, and it goes on. And we're called according to his purpose. So if you know Scripture, all these things begin to connect. So what I want to do is say, who is Jesus now? Where is he now? the man, and really help people understand what our job is from a fundamental or mechanical place. See, even God owns logic, and uh, we we can use logic to unseat the enemy who twists it. So, uh, you know, one of the things that popped out in a meeting the other day I had, um, kind of an encouragement, uh, you know, slash teaching, and the question is, uh, where is Jesus? Well, Scripture says, <laughs> I'm going to say it the opposite way um, to say the same thing. Jesus is, Jesus the man is not here on earth. He's not here on earth. And, you know, I can just hear people wince. Um, but think about the physical, you know, death, burial, resurrection, new body, all that stuff. So where is he? Well, what does Scripture say? He's at the right hand of the Father. So that means he's somewhere. You know, and that's spiritual domain. That is heaven. So Jesus is in two places now. 
So think about um, Pentecost delivering the Spirit and think about Jesus being there, working here. But where else is he? Jesus is the bread of life. What else? Jesus is the Word. So now the physical aspect of Jesus is, is, is the Word of God. Mm. It is the bread of life. And that's what people overlook. So they want Jesus, the man standing in front of them. Well, what if Jesus was next to you? You know, those little bracelets or whatever. Yeah. What would Jesus do? You know, that was clever. But all you got to do is get in the Word. So if you claim to know or want to know or to be like or to love Jesus in any way, he's sitting right in front of you in a physical form in the Word of God. Mm. Okay, I'm not calling the ink and paper Jesus. I'm saying that he is the bread of life. He is the Word, mm -hmm. all right, in a physical form now. Um, so when you engage that, you are taking the bread of life into your spirit. You're eating the scroll. You're taking it into your inmost parts. And you cannot fail by doing this. You don't have to get overwhelmed by it. There's plenty of good ways to dig in. But that's really important. The other place Jesus is, is he's at the right hand of the Father. He also says he's in us and we're in him. You know, read the book of John 17 times and it'll change your life. So when you start adding all this up, there, there's no, it, there are so many necessary inferences here. He's there at the right hand of the Father. The Father sees us through the Son as sons and daughters. We work from the Spirit, the Spirit through us into this place while we're here. It's the greatest thing there is. The other side of this is we have a physical presence. We have five senses. Those five senses must engage the Word of God in whatever way. Uh, chiefly, our ears and eyes. You know, faith comes by the hearing, and we walk by sight. Not by, we walk by faith, not by sight. That still applies to a blind man. So it, it's about the physical. So we have to engage the Word of God. And what I call walking by faith is from the outside in. You have to go there. You don't get a pass on that. It doesn't mean you have to understand it all. It means you have to be hungry and go. And when that happens, what happens is the still small voice is still small, but you become extremely sensitive to it. So now you have the God, what I call the God bubble. You have him going before you in the word. You stand on that, and you have him being your rear guard, which is the spirit of God coming up through you like a tree. And you give the work of your hands becomes his work. That's how we become a conduit for God, and it works together, and it needs to work together. It doesn't mean you have to know all of Scripture. It means you have to engage it and be hungry for it, all right? But that's what I call becoming an expression of God on earth from heaven. That's what sons and daughters do. You have a legacy, and your dad and your grandfather or grandmother or whoever built something, and you're carrying that on. This is carrying it on from heaven. We're doing it. Our legacy is Jesus. He paid for it. That was free. This cost us. But we have to, the, the cost of it are the things of the world and letting go of that. The appetites are enmity to God, right? So we have to get on with this. But it's the greatest freedom there is. Don't, whoever is, is, is going along to get along and wearing masks and worried and all this crap, or, or people that are standing up and being fired. Um, your day's coming. God will reward your faith if you stand up. But if you just go along to get along, you are, you know, you're, you're really supporting what the enemy uh, is up to. So anyway, there's a lot, but I just want to draw that, that out.
Yeah. And again, in, in my my kind of uh, regurgitation of that from my perspective is, sure. is that, you know, we have to slow down long enough to recognize what the Bible says about who Jesus is, where he is, yep. what we are in him and our role here, and therefore we have to live as sons and daughters, as he modeled, and the Word of God is what guards us on the front. That means we have to engage it. It has to lead. Mm-hmm. It has to be the roadmap. And then the Spirit of God comes through us yes. as, as kind of our, our guide, if you will, mm-hmm. the still small voice that moves us along. Yeah. And unless we are living that way, mm-hmm. we are living by the world's standards which is in direct opposition to the way God created us to live. Yeah, we, we, we are leaving our armor on the table, and we, we, we become pulled in different directions. Confusion, counterfeit, that's why you see a lot of people who are Christians, but they're scared, and they're doing silly, really deadly things, um, and they're promoting that because they don't know the difference. Hmm. It's a paradigm shift big time going on in the world. The only way through it, your wealth is faith, and, mm-hmm. and that's where the wisdom of God comes through. And you better believe it will stand in the end, and all this other crap and what you've achieved will not. The greatest thing any person can ever do is follow this. Um, and I'm saying God prepared me for this years ago, so it's in me. But, you know, it, we all have that. It's an equal playing field here. He loves us. We're all priceless to him. And it's exciting, but but we got to get our hopes up. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing. This is not a. This is about challenging and convicting you to your own value. That's what becoming a fool is. That's God's strategy. Well, and, and to that end, um, and we've got just a couple minutes here as we wrap up. Joe, what are we at? Five minutes out, something like that. Three minutes out. Five, five. So, um, you know, right now, one of the things that I feel um, very, very f- firmly in my spirit is that um, the hottest fire, right, mm-hmm. is, is the most refining. And yep. there's a, I can't remember what passage of Scripture it was, but it's talking about what you bring, right, to the fire. I think it was, it's, it's ahead. It's in 1 Corinthians. Is that if you bring hay, if you bring straw, if you bring gold, if you bring silver, yeah. it all gets consumed in the fire. Right. But gold is actually purified in the fire. Mm-hmm. And so, so many right. people who right now in this moment the, the, the heat's getting turned up. There's more external pressure, right? You know, we, we've got, I mean, even in my own family, we've had a couple of uh, extended family members and, and loved ones who have passed away recently. There's mm-hmm. been some things going on. And so all of that, it, 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 it affects the heart yeah. because it, it can get you discouraged and down, and it gets you to a point where you can just be like, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of standing up. And yeah. so I just want right. to recognize that to those who watch and just say, don't let the the momentary afflictions, the real challenges, losing a loved one, whatever, losing a job, right. we realize it's real. It is real. But stay steadfast because mm-hmm. that fiery moment is what is going to purify that gold even more. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, you, you've got to guard your heart. But it's not just about that. It's about stepping into vision. And, uh, you know... Um, it's up to you. Your days are belong to God, and then you. And uh, but uh, you know, let's let's uh, switch for a second on yeah. to why we're starting or have started already started this right. company. Um, we want to uh, fearless fearless trading company. We're gonna it. 
over the next few years, this is going to be a really big thing. And, yes. uh, but we're not doing it to, uh, uh, you know, create some platform for ourselves. Um, I come from a world where I could have gone down that path and already had a platform. Um, this is about building up people, and it means we're going to stand behind people. Now, you know, we don't have the, the, the resources of some big donor, so we're going to create a company so God can use that to be our donor. Mm. Um, that's why we're doing it. But our goal is to create jobs, and right now people, are, they need them. Mm-hmm. And our heart is to help. We've got people right now that we're helping and more that we want to help. Mm. Um, so if you want to buy coffee or if you want to jump in to this to any degree, um, this is what this thing's about. It's about helping uh, people now become fearless, step into it, know you're not alone, but it's also about our children and our grandchildren and creating the next generation through education uh, the right way. The stuff we talk about. So it's going to take a lot of people. But it's also going to take people saying, you know, I want to be a part of that. These people, they're speaking truth. And they stand up for God. And they believe in freedom. And, um, you know, that's, that's to me, why we're doing it. I, yeah. You speak to it. Well, it's just for such a time as this. You know, now is the moment for uh, the remnant, if you want to call them that, true believers, whatever you want to call them, Jesus followers, the actual, yeah. you know, blood and guts to stand up and say, no, we're, we're not taking this anymore, right? Yeah. We are here for the kingdom of God. And That's if right. you do not fear the king, mm-hmm. then we move forward and do not, uh, we're not That's swayed right. by that. Well, and, and listen, if you want to donate... You can donate to the Life Center and earmark it. There is an earmark box for a fearless initiative, which means if you're getting together against your school board who are tyrannical, if you're, you know, whatever you want to do, we are, we are literally going to get behind it. We do need resources, and we need people to move. But uh, we're, we're not waiting on that. We're getting on with it through uh, this company and great ideas and products. But that's why we have it. Yeah. You can make a donation to the Life Center and even earmark it for Fearless Initiative. Well, um, it's so funny because, I mean, early on when we got going, a lot of people said, well, if y'all had a, if y'all had a nonprofit, I'd be able to donate. Yeah. Like, well, well, hey, we do. <laughs> we right. do. And it functions just like yeah. any other nonprofit. Yeah. You know, it's a fully recognized 501c3. Right. Um, so you can step in and do that. And for those who want to do that, you can go to uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E, and there's a tab up top that says donation, and you can make a donation. As Kevin said, you can earmark it for Fearless um, we also have ways you can mail in a check. If that's what you want to do, you can email us, info, I-N-F-O, at uprint.life. Um, but we've got a ton of good things going on. We'd love to have you guys partner with us. Um, Kevin, as we wrap up today, uh, we've got like one minute here before we close out. Yeah, look, you know, we're not, we're, we're not a, this is not a church where we're preaching and you pass the plates. We're saying join us. Help us forward this. Help us hire people. Help us create jobs. Help us go and get people challenged to become fearless yeah. and, uh, and free and to do it in God's honor, to do it in a way that helps people, and to do it in a way that satisfies your soul. And uh, we're all in to help you do that. So, yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening and uh, appreciate the uh, uh, opportunity. So. Yeah. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Joe Catanacci for producing today. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, Wake Up Our Faith. See you next week.